Welcome to The Journey, brought to you by Seneca Savings, where we walk with you along that path for tips and insights, some laughs, and all in the effort to level up your money mindset, improve that relationship with your money, better understand how to bring abundance into your life, and have fun along the way. So get ready and let's get growing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Journey, brought to you by Seneca Savings. I'm Angela Moonen, and I'm here with Senior Vice President of Retail Banking at Seneca Savings, Lori Usher. Hi, Lori. Good morning. Good morning. And Lori, we have someone very near and dear to your heart that is with us today, who is one of the hardest working individuals either one of us, I think, has ever has Agreed. ever met. <laughs> and that yes. is Cassie Sulis. And Cassie is joining us uh, from EverFi. Good morning, Cassie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, thanks so much. We know you're so busy. So thank you for being here. Um, Cassie, we're we're talking today, and this is this is a, a an initiative that's very near and dear as well to Lori's heart and to the bank at Seneca Savings. Uh, we're talking about financial education and financial education in particular in the classroom. So we know EverFi works with Seneca from from uh, elementary school all the way up through parents and adults as well. But let's talk a little bit about your journey to EverFi, what was what was intriguing to you given your background and how did you make your way there and what do you love most about what you're doing? Yeah, happy to talk through this. I think the reason I, I got involved in working with EverFi, I'm a former fifth grade teacher. I taught in rural New Mexico. So I'm, I'm sure that is a, for anybody who's listening, a question some people may have, how someone from upstate New York ended up in in rural New Mexico. Um, I joined Teach for America and I was really, really fortunate in order to have that opportunity. Um, I got to teach fifth grade students and it was definitely eye-opening, I think, for me um, as someone who grew up really in like a small town um, in a very like supportive household. And then going and I had never been exposed to anything that was so different um, than upstate New York, really, and um, realized there is a large scale need for financial wellness, financial literacy for students nationally, and I would say argue internationally as well. Um, So that's kind of how I got involved with EverFi. I was a teacher and started to realize financial education was not part of my curriculum, but really needed to be and was really drawn to this mission that EverFi has of teaching not only financial literacy, but real world skills and K to gray, right? You're K from gray. K oh, to gray. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And so Lori, um, from Seneca's, uh, from the bank's perspective, in your personal perspective, because I know this touches everybody's life. No one is, uh, no one is immune, if you will, to, to lack of knowledge uh, around managing money and prosperity and learning and going down that path. Um, mm-hmm. How did you, what was the attraction to EverFi? How did you and Cassie connect? How long have you been working together? Yeah, well, Cassie and I have been working together since 2018. Um, and how uh, EverFi landed really um, on the scope of what um, what we're doing in the bank is is because we're a community bank and we wanted to be more involved in the community 
And we thought, what a great connection to be able to partner with someone like Everfi and Cassie and bring those resources into the, into the classroom. Um, in the past, we've always done a something. Maybe it was being introduced to a teacher and then the teacher might have us talk about a subject, but that was really the only involvement when it came to financial literacy. So when we looked at the scope of, of um, services that Everfi had to offer and the modules of learning, I naturally thought this is something that we have to get behind and, and we have to bring this into the schools. Wonderful. And there's, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit of, um, Cassie and Laura, you were kind enough to provide some slides that we're going to just share for the, for those who are listening to our audio podcast, you're going to be able to have the, the availability to go to either SenecaSavings.com or Seneca Savings channel on YouTube to view this, vi the visuals of this and the video. And on the visual, we're going to share some of those stats and the impact and talk a little bit about what do those results actually translate to in real life. But it, the, in the meantime, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that, you know, across the country, in many states, financial education is actually required in the classroom. That is not the case in New York State, obviously, where both Cassie and and Lori are based and Seneca Savings is based, but teachers, so teachers have to opt in for this. There is some in the CTE track, right, Cassie, there's some requirements for some of this, um, but can you talk a little bit about how do teachers opt in for this? Why would they want to? And what are the types of things that students are learning? Yeah, I think this is like fairly multifaceted, right? It is. Yes. Why why teachers would want to opt into teaching financial education? I think there's a multitude of reasons. While we don't have a designated financial literacy curriculum or mandate here in New York, there are work-based learning tracks for students. There are there's a component of financial education in CTE. Even think about it in the elementary schools, at some point they have to learn how to, students have to learn how to count money, right? There's like a component of understanding the value of coins. That was always fun. Don't you remember that, Lori? Wasn't that always yeah. fun when you were little? That oh, one, yeah. that was, yeah. Yes. I didn't love math. I got to say, didn't love it. But <laughs> but the when it came to the money part, that was a, that was a blast. Yes. Yeah. I learned how to roll change. I'll never forget this. My grandmother <laughs> Uh, taught me how to roll my pennies because it was the horse races on TV. So oh, that's what we did. We rolled fun? pennies. That was yes. always so fun. You felt so wealthy when you yes. had all those heavy, heavy packs of, of coins. Yes. So proud that you had put them together. Yeah, yeah. I remember that too. We were just doing her a favor, <laughs> rolling her coin. <laughs> or even when you were in school, right? And you have like the worksheets where you were learning how to yes. count yes. money, you'd move it across the worksheets. And so there is some level of like financial wellness that's taught how how it's taught though and how it's been like written in is is not really structured i'm i'm surprised by how with teachers it's not necessarily their expertise either with some of the modules with definitely i'm shocked by that just being in the banking industry a lot of teachers coming you know they're very vulnerable they're like i don't know all there is to know about credit or you know different types Themselves, of subjects so right. Um, so that's where I thought the the connection, having an expert come into the classroom and teaching those modules of learning would be helpful. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, that's excellent. Definitely. Point. That's kind of the, I guess, lucky part for the districts that you do support is they have the opportunity to have those events, have a professional come in and work with their students. I think we realize 
a lot of teachers aren't always teaching what it is that maybe they went to school for. You may have a librarian covering classes now because there is such a need for teachers. So I think we're seeing this kind of increase more and more is that teachers are looking for resources that are something that they can easily kind of input into their classrooms. But the idea of having somebody who's a professional like Seneca Savings who can step in and say, let's tie this into the real world of what what's happening in students lives Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the missing piece that I think a lot of that you bring for the districts that you support and that's why it's so important financial education when we when we talk about this right it's like students like ages 6 to 12 that's when they start developing their financial wellness habits or lack thereof and so if their parents don't know about financial wellness they don't understand how to set up a savings account, or they don't understand how to support their students if they want to go to college or trade school, whatever it is that they're interested in. So that's why the partnership with Seneca Savings and Everify is so important for the districts that you support, but also the reason why financial education is, we're seeing an increase in financial literacy mandates kind of nationally now. It'll be eventual. Will it it be eventually all 50 states, you think? I, on that way. I I think that we're with the pandemic, I think people are are realizing I don't say I say people who are established, you know, working are starting to realize that their kids really don't currently have any type of like fin- like a significant financial literacy like basis. Yeah. What does credit score even mean? Right. What do you mean a credit card? I don't know how to get one or how to use one. Yeah. More importantly, during the pandemic, I think a lot of people realized that they didn't have any type of an emergency savings established. Yeah, okay, so it revealed a lot, right? It revealed a a great deal. In some ways, it was a gift in that way, right? To to finally bring to light, what is it that we don't know or understand or aren't prepared for? Making us stronger, right? Everything on the journey, making us stronger. So I've got a few slides that we can share to talk about the impact, and it will help us, I think, Cassie, help listeners as well and viewers better understand the types of things that students are learning. So I'm going to right now share my screen and then we're gonna go through uh, a few of those stats. First and foremost, this, this slide right here, which again, I'm gonna kind of give a visual demonstration but and, and share this for our audio listeners. 485 unique students. Can you talk us through this slide, Lori, of what does this mean when we talk about the program reach that Seneca Savings has? Yes, well, through um, all of the schools that we support, 485 students in those schools either took a course or a module of learning with, uh, with the EverFi program that we support. And then that's across six unique schools. The number keeps going up, right, Cassie? It does, yeah. And just to even build on that, right? So 485 unique students, that's across three different programs. So Seneca Savings doesn't only sponsor high school financial wellness, they support elementary financial wellness, middle school financial wellness too, right? Where we're seeing more and more students, this idea of entrepreneurship has becoming more and more popular, especially with access to social media. So they, that's across three different financial wellness programs that Seneca Savings sponsors in the community. Wow. And then this number to me is staggering, nearly 1,100 hours of learning. That's incredible. That is- so it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So let's now pull up 
the next slide as we work through this in the vault, the financial knowledge, which essentially is saying, you know, the baseline knowledge of how money works, how to use it, set students up for success as they learn about more complicated concepts for the future. So this is all to do with impact. Cassie, can you talk a little bit about this pre, you know, the, the increase or the impact that students uh, are, are experiencing as a result? I know these are national stats that come, but can you talk a bit about this this slide? Yeah, and for anybody who's listening, so right now we're showing a graph that's highlighting one of EverFi's resources, which is the vault program specifically for fourth through sixth grade students. This is this is kind of the idea of an intro to financial wellness. So all of EverFi courses are broken down into a series of lessons or modules. So across the bottom, we're seeing financial decision making, budgeting and spending, income and careers, credit and borrowing, and future planning. So those are each a 20 to 30 minute lesson within the vault course. So for teachers, we know data is extremely important, especially when they're evaluating content, which is why we know so many teachers really appreciate the EverFi resources is because we have this data provided to them. Um, and so the blue bars are the pre-course assessments. So students are asked five questions at the beginning of each module and then questions at the end of each module. And so what you're seeing here is a I would argue, fairly significant uh, <laughs> yeah. growth in learning, particularly when we're looking at this budgeting and spending lesson. And these are our students that took the course, correct? Or these are the students that took the elementary school financial uh, courses? This particular slide, it looks like these are just Seneca Savings students. Yes here yes but we also have the national i don't know right. if we have the slide for the national data yeah it says nationally the assessment scores increased by an average of 50 percent i mean significant um all right and then this next slide talks again just goes more deeply into pre-course and post-course on the, these types of subjects if you want to the banking basics right cassie really interesting stuff here yeah so EverFi is kind of our, we called our OG financial wellness course, right? EverFi, that's kind of what we were founded on is teaching students in rural communities how to fill out the FAFSA um, and then really developed our financial wellness course. So this is oh, for high school. The FAFSA, the FAFSA, <laughs> the FAFSA. <laughs> Anyone with a college student knows <laughs> you feel like you have to be a rocket scientist at NASA to figure out how to fill out the FAFSA. <laughs> and, and that's when we talk about talking about filling out the FAFSA, right? That's a, if your parents don't know how to fill it out, how are they going to be able to teach you or your guardian? Right. Exactly. It, yeah. And the first time, if the first time that you're seeing the FAFSA is the night that it's due, oh. <laughs> which happens. It's like, help. Is there someone out there that can help us? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so here you're seeing those seven lessons in the ever five financial literacy for high school students, um, everything from banking basics to consumer skills. We know digital safety is really a hot topic right now mm. with social media access and digital digital access for students um, managing credit and debit. You would not believe what a hot topic that is. <laughs> <laughs> Which all adults could also really benefit from, right? Definitely. Even into insurance, financing, higher education. And these are just the introductory modules, right? Just getting a basic understanding, even if it's vocab word recognition. But um, this is one of, this is our high school level financial literacy research 
So it's just kind of like the intro. Um, and then nationally, assessment scores increased by an average of 53%. So from pre to post assessment. I mean, this is significant. I mean, I know that we've looked at, we'd looked at many of the local stats with Seneca. And you, would you think about, you know, back to those rural villages in New Mexico that you started in, right, Cassie? I mean, it's incredible how um, pervasive it is, the need, I guess, the need. Even here in, in upstate New York, right, where we're located, I think there's a significant demand for not only financial education, financial education resources, but professionals who can come in and talk to the talk to classrooms. I think, Laura, you can attest, yeah. you know, we've we've had a couple of events with schools and sometimes we're just like, we would have met with you ahead of time and given you so many resources. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and Cassie, one of the teachers in particular uh, has asked after they took the module of learning on saving and learning more about investing money, he was really interested in knowing just a little bit more about time value of money. You know, if you were to put money away now, how much would it be in 20 years at a rate of XYZ? So now students who feel prepared to fill in the blanks. So this is really, this is fascinating here um, because again, this speaks more to the life skills and the things that they're going to be faced with inevitably as they move out into the working world and the living world of being an adult. Um, can you talk a little bit about this final slide, Cassie? Yeah, so this is not so much the um, pre and post assessment data. This is really that like behavioral and attitudinal data that we try to measure. And so when we're looking at this pre-course survey versus the post-course survey, do students feel prepared to select, open, and manage a savings or checking account? Hopefully, after they've gone through the online lesson, they've at least learned the differences between a checking and a savings account is kind of ideal, right? So we're seeing here a 39% pre-assessment to a 48% post-assessment. One of the things that we highlighted here, though, was that there was an, actually a decrease from pre- to post-assessments when it comes to reading a paycheck and understanding what determines net pay. Thoughts on why you think this decrease was? They probably weren't aware of, oh, things actually come out of my pay before it actually lands in my pocket. So I yeah, can see maybe where there they could be... thought they knew a little bit more than they really mm -hmm. did. <laughs> You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Is some students think, great, I've I've gone to the grocery store. I've written a, you know, made a budget before. I know how to read a paycheck, even though I've never seen one before in my life. And then they come to realize, oh, there's way more involved. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then maybe yeah. they realized. Yes. Really cool. And then to set up a follow-up budget to manage their spending and saving, definitely an increase there. And check their credit score, maintain good credit over time. Huge out of all of them, I think, right? That's the biggest comparison that they're making here. Do you know what I like about the surveys too? You know, this is an introduction, basically, these concepts. They're not saying, hey, I've got it. I know everything that there is to know. They're saying, oh, I've learned a little bit. And so they you know, need to continue along the path, along the, the journey to learn more about financial concepts. Absolutely. And I, I think that uh, uh, from all of this, just like what we're talking about with the students. So if you're a parent right now listening, if you are a teacher or an influencer, someone within the school system, because Cassie, you and I had a conversation about this before, really anyone who is involved with the schools or knows a teacher, lives with a teacher, 
can can make the suggestion to get started let's talk a little bit about what that path looks like if someone wants to get started with a program through everfi with seneca savings in particular or if someone's listening to this outside of that that particular footprint anywhere in the country they can reach out to everfi and and talk about some practical tips we're going to round out with some practical tips and behavioral things that Lori is going to speak to a little bit but how can how can teachers get started with you how can classes get started with you yeah so if you're a teacher you can just go to everfi.com and create your account automatically if you are someone who is maybe you're super tech savvy maybe you don't want to speak to somebody and you're just ready to go for it you can go to everfi.com and set up your account and begin exploring these financial wellness lessons other things that you can do are um, reach out we have a chat support center who can connect you to to your local point of contact that's really the purpose of people like me here at everfi we really are embedded in our communities and are like committed to helping them grow so there is somebody local everywhere nationwide. If you are here in New York or if you're not here in New York and you would just want to reach out to somebody who's a real person, you can email me. It's just K-W-I-N-N-E at everfi.com. And I'm happy to connect you with your local point of contact. And we're happy to support with if you are maybe not so tech savvy and want somebody to walk you through the platform. Wonderful. And we will, by the way, for our listeners and viewers, we will be putting all of that information in the text uh, within the posts, et cetera, that where you can reach out to Cassie directly through email or visit everfi.com. As well as uh, Lori Usher, we have uh, not only the program that Cassie speaks of for the K through 12, we also have an adult platform where there are many resources and videos, all free tools online at Seneca Savings University. Laura, do you want to speak very briefly to that? Yeah, you could go on our website and click through. It's titled SSU, which is Seneca Savings University. And once you're in there, there are a host of playlists on different types of subjects. Maybe you're looking to start a business. Well, what does it look like? What what types of items are you going to need to start a business? Maybe you want to understand a little bit more about how credit scores work. There's a module of learning on understanding credit. There's a module of learning just about any any financial topic that you can think of. Investing, saving, checking accounts, how to buy a home, they're all in there. And even for adults, how to be smart about cyber and fraud and things to watch for online. And I know we have at the SenecaSavings.com blog, there are also many articles about being safe online and different resources that are available, tools and tips that the bank has. Let's talk one final step here before we wrap up about some practical tips and next steps for parents and teachers relative to budgeting is it is it getting on that video is it sending an email what or any of the above any and all of the above well just a practical tip on on it starts at home really just having the conversations with your kids back when i grew up talking about money we just didn't talk about money and maybe it was because i came from a place where there wasn't really much to talk about <laughs> but um but you know what what parents could do, what grandparents can do is just involve them with with those conversations. And and maybe it's just as simple as, hey, we're going to the grocery store. You know, let's let's uh, let's just take a peek at what things cost. 
you know, we have the needs and the wants. Well, we need milk. Let's look at the price of milk. But you want that fancy cereal. Let's take a peek at how much the cereal costs and then maybe even comparing brands. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to, to introduce your kids to uh, conceptually how much things cost and then what your wants and your needs are in your budget. And you could say we, we've got $20 to spend on XYZ, right? So let's pick the items that fit the budget, just simple things like that and having them involved. Now, how about I had a, a conversation, my 22 year old daughter said to me the other day, mom, can I ask you a question? How, how do you do it? And I said, well, how do I do what? And she said, I mean, all the responsibilities. She has her first apartment. She has her first car payment. She's going to graduate school and she's managing her work study program and her part-time job and her, how do you do it? Like make a budget. I don't even know how to, so here I am, right? And I, okay, yeah, right. All right, well, let the first place we're going is SenecaSavings.com <laughs> to SSU because there are great videos that are free that you can watch. But it's not always the easiest conversation to have as a parent because no one ever taught us. Yeah. No one ever no. taught us. And you must bump into that all the time, Lori. Oh, yes, we do. Business. I mean, it's um, you have to write it down. If you can't see what you make and write it down, and then and then you need to write down a list of your debts and do the math and you know what's left over and then going back and like okay 30 percent of my money should be spent on these types of expenditures and that's how you kind of drill down to well what's my slush fund and you know even then do i need to um, create a um, maybe my goal a long-term goal for some of my wants instead of spending your money immediately so and I know that we have uh, one final point. We have our Journeys publication that is free to access coming out soon at October 1st. It will be on the shelves at Wegmans in a couple of their locations nearest the bank in Clay and in Liverpool. And within that, there will be some tips and tools from Lori and the SSU team at Seneca Savings. And Cassie, any final thoughts and words about what you see on the horizon for financial education and, and the vantage point where Ever, EverFi sits, which is a unique place versus any other organization in the country because of the type of outreach that you do? Yeah, I think we're seeing that financial education is growing not only in demand, I, I would say from admin or from teachers, but from students too. They are very tech savvy. They realize that there are opportunities for investing or there's this new idea of why go to college when I can be an entrepreneur and learning how to manage their own funds. I think that we are seeing that with the digital access for students that they are going to become much more financially capable than ever before, but we need to make sure that they are getting access to those resources and valuable resources. Because they're not all created equal. Yes, I would also say we need to make sure that, that with the amount of content that students have access to, it's authentic and legit financial wellness for them. They're not just consuming content that may may not be correct or speculative exactly so through organizations like everfi or seneca savings and seneca savings university etc that you can count on that information to be guiding you in the right direction 
Well, thank you so much to you both. Again, it's a, an honor and a privilege, Cassie, to have you here with us and to be walking that path with you. I know Seneca Savings really treasures the relationship that they have with you and the impact that you both can do together. Exit uh, success is never a solo act, right? It takes it takes collaboration to make that all happen. Any final thoughts or questions from you, Lori, before we? close out today. No, I just really do appreciate Cassie that you're here. I know you're you're crazy busy in right now with uh, with classes being back in session and helping those teachers. So thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. All right. Thank you all to our listeners. Again, you're going to be able to find this information at everfi.com as well as senecasavings.com. And we'll see you next time on the journey. Connect with Seneca Savings at any one of their branches in Baldwinsville, Liverpool, North Syracuse, and Bridgeport, and of course, online at SenecaSavings.com. Seneca Savings is a member of FDIC Equal Housing Lender, and they are with you for life's journeys.